Hi, and thank you for joining us at Tycor Title Tuesdays at 2. I'm your host, Ryan Pulliam. Well, we do work for Tycor Title Company, so I thought it apropos to actually have a show about title insurance. One of the things that I love working for with Tycor Title is we have somebody in-house who is pretty much our go-to. He has some of the most experience of anybody in the, in the city of Las Vegas when it comes to looking at title reports, title chains, everything that has to do with title, but he also comes with it from a sales-minded background as well. That's why I'm really excited for those of you who don't know and be able to introduce our special guest today, Cesar Espinoza, who's a vice president at Tycor Title. Cesar, thanks so much for joining us at Tycor Title Tuesdays at 2. Well, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. It's, it's, it's my pleasure. Now, as I said, I mean, we are in a unique position because we have Cesar, who's actually in-house and can kind of take a look at a lot of the different things that come across our desks that maybe, you know, a stumbling block for other companies. But I'd love for Caesar, if you wouldn't mind, maybe just fill the audience in on how you got started in the business, kind of what your path was and what led you to work for Tycor Title. Okay, well, I've been with, with Tycor Title and the Fidelity families for uh, about 25 years now, all told. Um, kind of got, got pulled into the business. Uh, my dad's an old title guy. And uh, it's summers during high school, when uh, my friends were going to the mall to work at Foot Locker and, and uh, <laughs> Wetzel's Pretzels, I was getting uh, drug into the title plant and, and pulling documents. And uh, this is when we had a lot more paper. And uh, you're lucky, you lucky to have a computer on your right. desk those days. Um, but that's kind of how I got pulled into the business. That's awesome. I mean, and uh, I actually kind of kind of the same way. My grandpa ran a title company here in town, and uh, so it was a family business. So I have to have to really respect that. Um, so kind of getting into to title insurance, you know, I get asked a lot when people ask me what I do. I say I work for a title company, and they say, "Oh, you mean you sell flooring?" It's like, no, not necessarily that. Or <laughs> or they think that uh, you know we give loans on automobile titles. So right. can you maybe just explain to our audience for their edification purposes what exactly is title insurance and why do we need it? Okay, well, and I get the same questions. People that known me my whole life don't know what title insurance is <laughs> um, because most people don't, don't need it very often. But it, it is required on, well, I say required, we like to say required on every real estate transaction. Um, when, if you're going to sell me your house, I want to make sure before I hand over $300,000 that you are the true owner, right. that you don't have any liens against you, uh, that you don't have any, any relatives that are come out and claim an interest to the house. Um, so I want clean title before I hand over the 300,000 and in most transactions, I don't have 300,000. I have a bank <laughs> right? and that bank, whether it be Wells Fargo, Bank of America, you name it, they're going to want title insurance before they lend me the $250,000 that I may need to buy that. So they're going to want it, the same assurances that it's not going to come with any clouds on title, uh, that they're going to be in first lien position and those types of things. So refis, resales all require title insurance gotcha and i kind of it's it's funny because when people think of insurance car insurance is probably the you know the number one things that comes to mind right and i explain it how car if you get car insurance today if you get in a wreck that'll protect you against a wreck tomorrow whereas if you get title insurance today it'll protect you against everything that happened in yesterday the in the past so i think that's where it kind of gets a little interesting and that's where uh, some folks may not really understand exactly what it is that we do but since we have caesar uh none of the folks that work with tycor title have any question because um again anything that pops up that's a little out of the ordinary because title insurance is probably one of the you know the the, the least sexy part of, of our business. But in actuality, if we don't have a clean title, you can't actually close the transaction. So Caesar, you get the 
worst of the worst that kind of come across your desk. Right. What are some of those like scary situations that you've seen lately that you've had to jump in and really kind of had to think about things on it from a title aspect? Yeah, right. It'd be, it'd be nice if uh, somebody would call me up and say, hey, this deal's really clean. Do you want to look <laughs> at it? Um, but I don't get those. I get, you know, some of the dirty stuff. You know, there's, there's old liens against the property. Um, we do see a lot of fraud. Of mm -hmm. course, you know, we all know about wire fraud now. Right. It's happening. It's very rampant. Um, but we do see some fraud in real estate, you know, people forging deeds, um, people, uh, you know, we, a lot of fraud we see is between family members, unfortunately. It's unfortunate. Um, so, you know, people that, that don't want to sell, you know, dad's house that passed away and, and the, the, the rogue brother goes and forges deeds and tries to sell it out from the rest of the family. We see that. Um, we see some divorces, you know, where, you know, divorce is obviously a life-changing event. Right. And uh, could cause you to sell your property and... There's some fighting there and one doesn't want to sell and one will and they have to get court orders. Um, you know, we see a lot of unpaid liens, uh, IRS liens, debt that could cause clouds on title, child support liens. Um, and again, our end goal is to protect the buyer. We need to protect the buyer, give them clean title, give uh -huh. the bank clean title so that they can have marketable uh, title to their property. So if they ever go to sell it, refinance it, there's not any issues um, that come up from the past. Right. And like I mentioned before, Caesar had also spent some time on the sales side as well. So right. I, that's what I think is, is awesome because you kind of have that mentality of it's not just a no. It's I'm not saying that you do anything you know, off color. You're not going to do anything above board, but you will kind of look for ways to say, OK, our, everybody's end goal is to get the transaction closed. Right. And I truly believe that if there is a way to get the transaction closed, you are going to be the guy that's going to figure out a way to do that. So that's why I think we're extremely fortunate, again, to have Caesar on our team at at, at Tycor title, but um, maybe some of the ones that are, are a little bit more clean, but are popping up uh, a little bit as of late that maybe people who have been in the real estate community for a number of years may not be used to seeing. We obviously live in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. I know that we have viewers and listeners from uh, from all over the nation, but Las Vegas is an abundance of sunshine. So we want to make sure that we take advantage of that natural resource. And a lot of members of our community have decided to go solar and get those mm -hmm. solar panels installed. How can that affect a title to a property and how can it affect a real estate transaction? Good question, because as you mentioned, we're seeing more and more. And of course, the, the solar companies have, have resurfaced. Um, so when there are solar panels put on a house, usually there comes with it a lease or a loan of some type to pay for that equipment. They uh, ballpark 30 grand for, right. uh, for a solar system. Um, so that, that's like a second mortgage on the house. Um, they are secured by what they call a UCC, which is similar to a deed of trust, but it secures the equipment on the house. Okay. So again, if you're selling me your house and you got solar on there, I need to know because I'm going to be taking over these payments, lease payments, if you're not in fact paying it off. Gotcha. Um, and a lot of times that comes to the table at closing and that surprises everybody and maybe the buyer doesn't want to take that on. It's never, it hasn't been addressed yet. Right. Uh -huh. So if, if anybody out there has that, please, you know, address that up front. Um, I know it's the, the agents are getting more uh, aware of, of addressing those up front, but we need to have that transfer of that quote unquote second lien for the solar equipment uh, addressed up front so that it's, it's transferred properly. Uh -huh. um, and, and the solar companies, of course, they want their money. So they're going right. to usually uh, be able to transfer that to the new buyer so the payments can still be made. Gotcha. And another thing that has kind of popped up as of late, and again, it kind of comes to 
retaining our natural resources is the Las Vegas Valley Water District Smart Water Landscape Rebate. So for those of you unaware, if you lived on a property that had an ample amount of grass, you could trade that um, you could you could get a rebate from Las Vegas Valley Water District for I think it's like three dollars per square foot if you switched um, grass to a Xeriscape or Desert Smart Water uh, excuse me landscaping. So uh, what happens when somebody takes advantage of that? program from Las Vegas Valley Water District and then goes to sell the property. How can that affect title? Uh, that agreement that you have with the water district runs with the land. Okay. In other words, it stays with the property. So if you collect $3,000 for taking out 100 square feet of grass um, and I buy your house, I have to abide by that or I would have to pay that back to the water district. If, if I buy the house and I come in a year later and say, I really, really want grass for my dogs, mm -hmm. I'm gonna put grass in, I don't care what anybody says, the water district's gonna notice your watering and they're gonna come back and ask you back for that money that they've refunded for the Desert Smart Park. Gotcha, so it, it is in fact an easement that restricts full use and enjoyment of the property. So it has to be something that people need to be aware of before they write an offer on a piece of property. Right. That should be fully disclosed by the seller. Gotcha. And I mean, I think as, 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 as Bob Hamrick spoke about last week, you know, we're kind of entering back into a seller's market inventories down. Interest rates are ridiculously low right now. But I think people, they get that sense of urgency where, well, heck, I, I got to get this property. I need to make an offer on it right away. But they don't take the time to do ample research beforehand. And uh, Tycor Title is obviously more than willing to offer a lien summary report for any property in the Valley that'll explain exactly what's happening on title on a one-page snapshot. So make sure before you write an offer or taking a listing, you get that from your Tycor Title sales executive. Now, um, one thing that happened kind of a, a few years back, everybody's aware that Las Vegas was hit extremely hard during the Great Recession from the foreclosure. We were oftentimes dubbed the foreclosure capital of the world. And that's when banks would come in, people would stop paying their mortgage, banks would come in and foreclose on the property. What some people didn't realize is, is that homeowners association, so if, if, a, if a property is in a common interest community with a homeowners association, the HOA can actually foreclose on those liens as well. They call them super priority liens. So we had a handful of investors who would come in when the banks were getting kind of their act together on the foreclosure process and purchase properties at HOA foreclosure. So they were obtaining properties for seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars and these properties are now worth three hundred fifty, four hundred thousand dollars. If somebody obtained a property through an HOA foreclosure and is now trying to liquidate that asset, what exactly is the process and why is it why is it so important to use a reputable title company? Well, we are seeing more of these HOA investors, we call them, that bought properties five, seven years ago come and want to sell their properties now. Um, what we need to address as a title company, remember our end goal is to protect the buyer free and clear title. Uh, we would need from that HOA investor either, most of these properties had deeds of trust as well, right? right. Everybody was, was borrowing money back then because yeah. it was easy. Um, we would need to address two, two main things is the prior owner's interest. Okay, were they properly notified during that HOA foreclosure? Um, were, they, were the mailings done correctly? Is there any chance they could come back? Second is the bank, the deed of trust that was on the property. Um, that deed of trust has to be paid off or reconveyed, uh, somehow settled. We can't wipe it out solely based on the HOA foreclosure. Okay. Now, this has been fighting in courts right. for a number of years, all the way up to the Nevada Supreme Court. We, as a title company, have to take a position to protect that buyer that he's not going to get lawsuits after closing. Mm -hmm. So we have to address the deed of trust. Now, what we're seeing is most of these investors are settling with banks. 
the banks and the investors are tired of fighting in court uh -huh. um, where the lawyers are making all the money. <laughs> and so they end up with the settlement agreement and the bank does agree to release their deed of trust for whatever amount they settle on, give a reconveyance back to the HOA investor. The HOA investor also presents to us all the proper notifications that the prior owner has been notified and is properly gone from the properly mm -hmm. property. And then we can look at that. And we have been able to insure many of these now. Yeah, that's those steps taken. Uh, again, I mean, one of the huge benefits of, of my office being right in the same area as Caesars is I can walk a deal over, have them look at the chain of title. We can look at mailings and say, okay, this is a yes or this is a no. And just to be able to have that answer. Because, I mean, you know, like I said, it's not something that you're on automatic yes. Sometimes it's a no, but sometimes that no is just is at least an answer. And the individuals who are involved can make a decision to, to figure something else out. So, um, uh, again, one of the huge benefits of using Tycor Title is this guy right here. And since you, you know, you and I kind of both grew up in the business, both started out in title, we understand the importance of reading a preliminary title report. Um, what, what have we done? And, and, you know, more importantly, what have you kind of been trying to spearhead on agents who may not have time or understand the importance of reading a prelim? What have we done to make that easier or make them understand things a little bit more? Well, we're teaching a lot of what we call prelim classes, uh -huh. and our reps are out there um, setting these classes up in different offices, and I'll go out and teach on a prelim what to look for and why, right? As agents, you're going to have so much paperwork, so many disclosures, uh, contracts coming in, um, and the prelim is just another you know, packet that's coming in. But what, what I like to teach the agents is before you drop that prelim into your stack of, of paperwork or emails <laughs> or into your inbox... Um, there's three or four things that you really need to look for that we can help not delay the closing, right? There's, there's trusts, LLCs that are in title. Um, there might be some liens that are really old that shouldn't be there. There's, there could be some junk on the prelim because remember the prelim is just a snapshot of what's on the property. Mm -hmm. And then we can go in and clean it up escrow and title. But we also need help from the agents to look at that up front. So it's not two days before closing that we're asking for trust documents, LLC documents, because um, we don't want to delay anybody's closing. Right, absolutely not. So, um, well, that's uh, it, it's definitely interesting because it does kind of fall into those things where it's it's pretty much our roadmap in order to close the deal. Right. And uh, you know, as long as the, the, the path is clear, then we have a we have, you know we're clear to close and, and, and we're good to go. Caesar, any other parting thoughts on um, you know why it's important to to understand how to read a prelim or why it's important to use Tycor Title or any parting thoughts for our audience? You know, we we at Tycor Title try to. You know, we get a lot of calls from deals where another title company can't close a deal or they're just absolutely saying no. As you mentioned, I had to have some sales experience. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm sympathetic. I'm with the agents. Um, I know how we want to get deals closed. I'm not just, uh, you know, closed in, in an office pounding my fist saying, you can't do it, you can't do it. <laughs> um, so we, we do try to get deals closed. I try to get outside the box. I, tr I try to go down different paths and, and do some digging um, to get some answers. Because uh, we just we all want to close the deal. Absolutely. We, we don't want to say no. I mean, these these are people's dreams, and uh, we we want to get them closed. Good deal. Well, Caesar, I certainly appreciate everything you do for the company. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I want to thank our producer Rick Manning. That will end the fastest fifteen minutes in real estate. We will be back next week at Tycor Title Tuesdays at two. But until then, we'll continue to be the most resourceful people in town.